0: all right, what's going on, guys? Got Tyler Duncan on the podcast here, and this is actually an interview from a while back, full disclosure, December 2020, and I just have never gotten around to posting it, but it's a good one. It's about his backstory, Columbus, Indiana native, what it was like playing golf, junior golf, growing up in Indiana. Of course, he talks about practice habits, his routines, some advice for us about how we should practice better, but he's obviously making a run in the American Express this week in Palm Springs, a long way from home, right? Uh, but, Anyway, good stuff. Hope you guys enjoy kind of some insight on Tyler Duncan, the way he thinks, the music he likes, and uh, obviously there's some dated stuff here. We talked about his caddy, Zach, uh, meaning Zach Guthrie, and he's uh, obviously got a different caddy now. So anyway, hope you guys have a blast listening to this, and let's get to it. Tyler Duncan on Beyond the Clubhouse. I'm pleased to be joined by my next guest, Tyler Duncan. He won the RSM Classic last year and of course he played his very first masters tournament in 2020 of all the crazy years to play it 2020 was the year that he that he made it there tyler it's the off season what is going on with you man
1: uh not a whole lot we just finished up in mayakoba uh last week and stayed in mexico and vacation for a few days and just got back to the house so just kind of chilling out
0: yeah well i'm always curious when when you look at um the off season and you get ready for, well, I I guess we're still in this season, right? But you're in a a consistent break right now, a pretty, pretty big break. How do you kind of manage your expectations as you get ready to continue, I guess, this FedEx cup campaign?
1: Um, right now I'm, I've pretty much just shut everything down. So my plan was to take kind of two weeks off and just kind of have two weeks for myself, do whatever I wanted to do. Um, we went, went on vacation, just stayed in Mexico and, uh, we're building a house. So been busy with that. And, uh, um, I'll start back up probably this weekend before a few days before we head up to Indiana and just, uh, kind of get the clubs back in the hands and, um, loosen up a little bit. And, uh, then once we get back from Christmas time, that's when I'll really start back up.
0: Yeah. Well, it's always interesting to hear what players are thinking. My listeners always want to know, you know, what is the, the mentality Um, of a player and and to that point um, when you practice what what is what is Tyler Duncan's practice routine usually like?
1: Um, Usually I'll spend a couple days like especially after a long break like this I'll spend a couple days by myself uh, just hit some balls uh, do some putting just kind of get some try to get feel back um, is kind of the main thing and then I'll then I'll schedule with my coaches and we'll set up some times and uh, then we'll kind of dive into say fundamentals and that kind of stuff, just baby steps almost as you would as a a little bit more advanced than a beginner, but really slowly kind of get back into it and make sure we're taking all the steps um, to get back
0: into full swing. Definitely. Um, I am outside on my porch, so that's why we're hearing some cars in the background. Apologies to everybody. Um, I wanted to ask you, so when you get to a golf course, a tournament week, and you're warming up for a round of golf, like a competitive round of golf, What is your pre-round warm-up? What does it look like?
1: Um, Usually I'll I'll spend time in the gym first, so I'll make sure my body's nice and warm. Um, Depending on the tee time and uh, the time of day and kind of what I'm working on, I'll spend anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes in the gym before. And then when I get to the range, it's kind of hit some short wedge shots. And the same thing, I'll start back from this long... um, off little break uh, just hit some wedges and really get feel and then as I start hit hitting longer clubs I use the alignment sticks one of my favorite drills actually I stole from Leslie Bryan I remember I was sitting <laughs> on the couch uh, a few years ago and uh, it was when he was on his run he was playing really well one of one I think a few times on the corn Ferry tour and uh, so I got the drill from him but basically you just use an alignment stick for kind of your feet line, and then also almost train tracks uh, a little out further where you're going to hit from. Um, so you kind of swing down the train tracks, but then your body's square to that line and just kind of make sure you're, you're aligned properly, but then also
0: you're, you're swinging down the correct path. Um, so that's one of my favorite ways to warm up. So as you go through your bag, are you, how are you mentally kind of preparing yourself through the round? Where do you want to be at mentally? I'm not really thinking a whole lot kind of at the start,
1: hitting some wedges, working on feel, you know, then I'll go to um, probably an eight iron, uh, hit some five irons. That's kind of when your speed starts coming up. And then kind of down towards the end a little bit is when I'll start talking to my caddy a little bit about game planning on the course. You know, what directions are wind supposed to be coming from? Is it there? Um, are there any tee shots or any pins that we need to talk about? So kind of when I'm starting to get kind of down towards the, the five iron to, to the woods is kind of when we start getting into um, actually thinking about the round and preparing myself mentally for that.
0: So then does that mean that your, your warm-up then is different for, for pretty much every tournament, right? Because you're thinking of, of that course that day, right? You're thinking about, what, a second shot five iron or a par three five iron shot or a drive on the third hole. Like, how, how does that shake out? Exactly. So the, the physical part of my warm up is essentially
1: the same every week. Um, I'll, I'll go through pretty much the same clubs every time. And um, so that, that will be the same. The length of time on the range is pretty much always the same. I don't time it exactly, but it's probably pretty much down to the minute on the amount of time I spend on the range before the round. But yes, the kind of the mental and the conversation will change day to day based on kind of my mood and kind of how I'm feeling, my comfort level of the course, um, kind of how different areas we need to address for the
0: course as well. Was there anything unique about that warm up before you won that Sunday at RSM? Anything uh, strategizing there on the range with, uh, with Zach, your caddy? Uh,
1: I don't think so. Um, sea Island is a course that you do need to talk about a little bit before because – out there you're usually battling a lot of wind so depending on the wind direction tee shots can drastically change on lines distances clubs everything the wind out there as hard as it blows um, you really have to kind of game plan and I I just like to do that so that way when I step up to a tee shot that I'm used to hitting you know uh, two iron on and all of a sudden the wind's blowing 25 into the face and you have to hit driver it's like you know, it's not comfortable. So as long as I've mentally prepared myself for that before I
0: get there, then I feel like that's that's better for me. Yeah, definitely. For us at home, us weekend hackers, what would you advise us in the 20 minutes we have when we get to the golf course? We know we're playing a, a, an important or a fun round of golf with some really good buddies. What do we need to do?
1: I would definitely, I, w- I would hit some shot, kind of the same thing, hit a few wedges, get a little feel because I think hand-eye coordination is important so hit a couple wedges kind of the way you want to and then I would say the same thing hit a hit an eight iron hit a five iron hit a few drivers um swing hard with the driver just try to loosen up as long as you're I mean I don't hurt yourself but I would give it a few pretty good whacks and uh hit a few putts and and I would hit a few chips too if you have some time throwing sprinkle in five chips and just kind of that way you're touching every area of the game, so that way when you get on, on the course, you have a
0: 20-yard pitch shot over a bunker, it's not the first time you chip today. Right, and and with that practice chipping, what do we want to know as we're leaving um, that practice area? We want to know that, hey, you can hit a few different types of chips? or
1: Yeah, um, the important part is just the contact, I think. Consistent contact is is really important in chipping, so uh, I would just say whatever chip you want to hit, if you want to hit bump and run or flop shot, just kind of work on contact I wouldn't really worry about anything else but just that you're hitting it how you want to hit it
0: well speaking of short game your coach um, Andy Johnson had mentioned to me that he had seen improvement in your putting this this season and he's really happy with kind of the short game where that's been trending how do you feel about that at the moment Uh, it's been great Um, I was
1: kind of looking at stats yesterday a little bit and um, my rookie year I had a pretty good year on tour and I think I was minus almost 0.6 strokes gained uh, putting around. And I looked yesterday and I was minus 0.1 something on the season so far. So that's half a stroke better. And and I know there was at least one tournament this year so far that I, I putted very poorly at. Um, so I feel like that my putting has definitely gotten better. And um, I've been working with a putting coach here in Jacksonville, uh, with the perfect putter and it's helped me a lot. So.
0: Oh, which coach is that?
1: Uh, his name's Ramon Biscanza. So he works with several guys on tour and he developed the perfect putter. So we use that a lot for speed and green reading and, um, making sure my setup's consistent week to week. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a great addition
0: for practice for sure. Definitely. Well, we talked about tour events. We know you want at RSM the masters you played your first ever masters and listen you've gone it's been a long time coming you've gone through many tours you worked your tail off to get there tyler i know you didn't win the masters or make the cut i understand that but still how rewarding was it to show on property there
1: uh it was awesome it was such a cool experience um you know everyone kind of tells you that um I guess the national different. You know, when you get there, it'll be a little different. You'll feel different. I was like, oh, I've been at courses all over the world. Uh, I mean, it's still a golf course. It's not going to be any different. And then I show up there and I'm like nervous driving into the gates and driving down Magnolia lane. I'm like, all right, I guess it is a little different. <laughs> so, um, that was pretty cool to see. And I, I got there early. Um, I missed the cut in Houston. So we went straight there, spent Saturday and Sunday out there, um, just me and my caddy, and uh, it was cool. Saturday night, we had dinner in the uh, the caddy hospitality area. Sat there and had dinner, and had a beer, and watched football for a little bit. Just kind of took it all in, and and that was really cool to be able to do that. Um, and obviously, the results weren't there. I played pretty poorly the first round, um, but I feel like the prep that Zach and I, my caddy Zach and I, got in um, was really good. So obviously it didn't pay off this week, but I think when I get back there that it'll really pay off and I think we'll be very well prepared and I'm excited to for enough to earn another opportunity to get back there and,
0: um, really let our work pay off. Mm. You mentioned feeling nervous going down Magnolia lane. You got Amen Corner, so many iconic places we grew up watching. You're a golf diehard for years. So what does that feel like? I mean, just, seeing that in person you know when does it start to feel what's the emotion like it's just it's exciting really um
1: the, the the patrons weren't there this year so I think that takes away a little bit of kind of the experience you don't have the roars you don't have the galleries all over the place so that takes away from it a little bit but it's still such a beautiful and special place that it was it was an awesome experience so um, something I'll always remember.
0: Definitely. Well, you made a pretty deep run. If we look at the playoffs last year, I want to say, right, didn't you get all the way at BMW? Yeah. What is your playoffs mentality? Because I know it's it's so important on the tour right now to, to, to make a big mark in the FedEx Cup playoffs.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, mentality doesn't really change. Um, the BMW is different because there's no – there's no cut so you can play as aggressively as you want. But Olympia fields this year played probably the hardest of any course we played all year. I don't know if scoring average and stuff. Um, So there wasn't a lot you could really do there, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but it was, it was fun, good learning experience for me. And uh, the playoffs are worth, I think they were worth triple points this year. So it's great to play well. Um, And that's something I'm, I've, haven't really done in the past but I'm looking to do is kind of all all the top players in the world they kind of set their schedule and they have events that they want to peak for and that kind of stuff and I've always kind of had the mentality of I need to play well every week and I think that's important Um, but as hard as golf is it's not something you can do to play well every week so Um, this year we're going to, I'm going to kind of switch up my approach a little bit and try to work toward to peak at certain weeks, kind of like they always do just because golf is so hard and you can't be, I can't have, you know, my best training, my best golf, my best prep and everything every single week.
0: Um, so I'm interested to see how that's going to pay off. Definitely. Well, Hey, I'm curious with Indiana growing up in Indiana, you're going to go back there for the holidays. You love, you love that state. You went to Purdue. Uh, yep. What is your – what's an all-time favorite memory playing junior golf in Indiana?
1: Um, I, I have a lot of junior golf memories. Um, <laughs> I, love, I loved growing up in Indiana. Uh, I had so many good friends that we traveled around and played. Uh, I wasn't really fortunate enough to travel around and play AJGAs all over the country. So every kind of junior event in Indiana, I played uh, the IGA, the Mountain Dew tour is mainly what I played, um, when I was old enough to play. So, uh, we traveled around and played every one of those. We had the age group, um, where you stayed overnight. That was always fun. Um, and just traveling all around and playing the different golf courses. Um, I think it was great for me. Um, it's different for everyone. I didn't travel around and play with the best players in the country, but I played with the best players in Indiana all over the place. And weirdly enough, like around my age group, we have a ton of guys playing professional golf from Indiana, which you would never expect. Um, I think we have There's. – I'm just going to throw it out. I don't really want to think about it, but I think we have four guys on the PGA Tour from Indiana, and there's probably ten guys that are playing – Uh, and on the Latin American tour, web.com or PGA tour, uh, all from probably within three years of my age. So we had a very strong kind of junior golf and, and junior golf, Indiana junior golf was great competition and it was fun. And we traveled around and played and just wanted to beat each other. So I think that that really helped us.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I remember, I remember when I started playing golf, I was eight years old. I remember those first few rounds before a nine-hole course. I, I couldn't sleep the night before. Remember that excitement, the enthusiasm we had early on? What was that like for you? Oh, yeah, um,
1: I-, I felt that way all the time. I would always get so excited um, going to a tournament. I remember seventh-grade golf tryouts. I was nervous. You know, I-, I had an idea that I was probably the best player um, just because I knew everyone in town. Um but you're still nervous going there for your first time. Never really played in golf tryouts or anything. Um so I, I mean, I have memories from all ages. Uh
0: just junior golf in Indiana. It was it was great. I I loved every minute of it. Uh real quickly, I'm just gonna ask a uh, favorite golf course, public course and private course that come to mind in Indiana?
1: My favorite public course, I mean, I'm biased growing up in, <laughs> in Columbus. Uh, but I grew up on a little nine-hole city course, Greenbelt. Uh, that, that's always one of my favorite places to go go to. We still, I still go back there now a lot with my buddies. Um, now more so for fun, just, just reliving our experiences um, on the nine-hole little muni course that we, we made so many memories on. And then also Otter Creek's in Columbus as well. Uh, that's an 18-hole public course that's one of the best and always been one of the best in the state um so I'm biased but those are two of my favorite and then also both courses at Purdue are unbelievable so if you haven't if you haven't played those then um I would recommend those two are probably a little maybe higher quality Otter Creek's still a top tier course in Indiana I would think um great layout nine hole green belt if you want to just have a have a good time, maybe have a drink or two with your buddies and play nine holes. Just There's memories there,
0: so you wouldn't think it's anything special, but to us growing up there, it's pretty awesome. Definitely. Well, hey, I'm going to wrap up here in those last couple minutes with some quick-fire questions. Uh, what is a go-to show on Amazon Prime or Netflix that you and your wife like to watch? Uh, or, or movie, maybe a go-to movie. Uh, we've got the holidays yeah. coming up.
1: Yeah, um, right. We're not really watching any shows at the moment, but uh, we're watching The Bachelorette, even though the season isn't our favorite. But that's, that's one thing we like to watch, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. We always watch that. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a show we're watching. Um, oh, Virgin River. They just came out with their new season, so we've been watching that. Um,
0: so nothing, nothing too crazy. What about music when you're practicing or just even in the car? What, what's, a, what's a favorite group that you listen to? It depends
1: on on the mood. Um, morning rounds, I'm probably listening to some kind of rap pretty loud on the way to the course trying to wake me up and get something going. Uh, I have an old-school kind of rap playlist that I have on my phone that I usually do my gym warm-up to. Uh, and then if I'm sitting at the house, and just some uh, – I'll have a country playlist that I'll that'll play.
0: So who are some of the artists that are on that list, that uh, rap list?
1: Um, we have 50 Cent on there for sure. Uh, let me As you check your phone here, yes. Yeah, yeah <laughs> let me pull it up. I'll give you some good
0: ones. But, dude, you are at the highest level of, of golf. You've got to fire yourself up some way. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, we have some Nelly on there, 50 Cent, TI, DMX, Jay-Z, <laughs> Outkast. There's some ACDC on there, some Queen. So not just all rap, but mostly rap. Um, and a few newer songs, Eminem on there, 2 Chains. So we got a, we got a wide variety in there.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, uh, you mentioned Wesley Bryan as being a friend of yours. Who are a couple – the friendships of golf is, is awesome, in my opinion. The people we yeah. meet. Who are a couple of the friends, or lifelong friends that kind of stick out or friends from tour?
1: Yeah. Um, Adam Shank, he plays on PGA Tour. We played at Purdue together two years. He's one of my best friends. Uh, Hank Lee, Biota, another one that we've gotten to be uh, pretty close over the last few years. Um, I live in Nocatee down here in Ponte Vedra, and he's actually moving up here, so we're pretty excited about that. Um, those are probably two of my closest friends. And then uh, Scott Stallings is someone I always look up to, and uh, he helps me out a lot with my fitness stuff and just ideas and um, anything. And Zach Johnson has been a big help to me. Uh, um anytime I have questions or advice just because our games are similar um I think we think a lot alike so I really like to ask him when
0: I need some sort of advice so he's been great yeah lastly um when we're weekend golfers we're playing with a slow player and how how do we you know not let it affect us because I know it's you deal hard. with that on tour you deal with that on tour
1: <laughs> I do it still bothers me I'm still trying to figure it out so if if you guys figure it out, let me know. <laughs> but I would say, uh, I would say, just figure out a way not to let it bother you. So if you're with somebody else, talk to somebody else. Um, whoever else is in the group, talk to them. Um, if it's a buddy, maybe give him some crap. Uh, tell them to hurry it up a little bit. Uh, I don't. I don't have it.
0: I don't have a good answer for you on that one. Hey, man, it's something we all deal with. It's part of the game. We all love this game. So, Tyler, it's been a blast getting to know you more here on, on Beyond the Clubhouse, and I look forward to catching up with you again soon, man. Yep, sounds good. Thanks. All right, my thanks to Tyler Duncan for jumping on the pod. Again, dated a couple years back, December 2020 and uh hopefully there's some insight there that you like there's obviously some stuff about his practice the music he loves i I loved hearing that on the way to the golf course some of his routine there with listening uh to music so uh hope you guys enjoyed it uh there's a lot there and uh, we'll see how he does here in the american express and good luck to tyler duncan